Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Tonight, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about the Word of God because the, the Word of God, in fact, when Jesus is telling this story, really what he's doing is he's telling us that the Word of God has power. Now, the Word of God has power because the Word of God is like a toolbox. This, this Bible right here, the scripture that we read and I hold in my hand, it has all kinds of tools for your life. But just like this toolbox here, you can't build something and fix something unless you open the drawers. The Bible is the same way. This Bible cannot fix you. It cannot help you. It cannot heal you. It cannot give breakthrough and freedom to you unless you open up its pages. That's why tonight, I want to help you understand the tools. Somebody say the tools that God has given us in his word to help build your life. Anybody want your life to be built up tonight? Anyone want to leave here stronger and better with a greater foundation tonight? If you're taking notes, would you, would you write the first tool down? Um, the first tool that we see in the word of God, I just read it to you in the scripture, is that the word of God is like a seed. I got my seeds here, my sunflower seeds. David Seeds, you didn't know this, but I own a sunflower seed company that, <laughs> just kidding. So we're like, oh, wow. No, it's not me. I should start one. David Jr. Seeds. Um, but but the, the Bible says, Jesus says this, that the word of God is like a seed. Now, now here, here's what he said. Let me break down the four people he talked about. He said the first person that hears the word of God is like the person who comes here to Brave Church tonight. And maybe they're like, okay, preacher, let me see what you got. Come on, impress me. And I'm preaching the word of God. But as soon as the word of God hits your life, because you're not ready to receive it, you really don't want to receive it. The Bible says that the devil comes and he snatches the seed before it can even be planted in your heart. Now, you may hear that and think, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. The devil can steal the seed, the word of God out of my heart? Absolutely. In fact, the devil, the Bible says and declares in Psalm chapter 1, or John chapter 10, verse 10, that the evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But that's why in Psalm 119, God instructs us, thy word have I hid in my heart. The word hid literally means planted. Thy word, the seed of the word, have I planted i've hidden it in my heart you know what would be wise of you tonight what would be wise of you is to hear every word that is preached tonight and say devil you're not getting that word from me today i'm gonna hide that word i'm gonna put that word away i'm gonna re- come on anybody else that you say man devil you're not taking my seed no 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 this is my seed there are far too many people that they leave the same way they came. And the reason why, they didn't understand. Because I'm up here just throwing seed, man. I'm throwing seed. And the seed, man, if it hits good soil, it's going to grow. But you didn't know the devil's like one of those crows, one of those black crows. And he's just, boom, I'm going to take that seed from you. No, I'm not going to let God's promises take root in your life. I'm not going to let you know how much God loves you. I'm not going to let you understand how much God cares for you. Can I tell you, we have to guard our hearts from the enemy stealing our seed. Number two, he says this. The second person he says that there is, is that the guy who comes to church, now watch this, the guy or the girl who comes to church and, man, they hear the word of God and, 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 man, they just love it. 
they come to church, Yule, they're like, man, I love Brave Church. They go out into the lobby. They get the Brave Church merch. They're wearing the hat, the shirt, the bomber jacket with the Chinese writing that none of us know what it means. Just hopefully it's not cuss words. Come on, somebody. And, and we're like, man, like, dude, I, I'm so fired up for God. If this is the person, and maybe you've been there before, I've been there before, where you come to church and you get fired up, but then you lose that fire. Jesus is telling the disciples, he says this, watch out that you're not someone who hears the word of God and it gets into your heart, but then you got offended. Then you got caught up in gossip. Then you got a doctor's report. Then someone didn't say hello to you. Then you have your favorite seat every Sunday night at six o'clock and how dare them take my favorite seat. You had the word of God. You had the fire of God. But something happened. And Jesus said this. It's because you didn't have roots. Can I tell you? The best way for you to develop spiritual roots is consistency. It is faithfulness. It is consistency. It is faithfulness. Come on. It is saying at 6 p.m. every Sunday, I'm going to be in the house of God. Because I want my roots to grow. Come on, anybody else other than Scott over here excited about the roots of God? Because here's what we have to understand. Jesus in all of his teachings the whole time, what he's challenging us to do is to stop being shallow Christians. But that we grow deep in the word. Come on, that we get to this place. That, man, there is nothing that's going to shake me. There's nothing that's going to steal my joy. There's nothing that's going to keep me from the house of God. On a su- That's why when we had Hurricane Dorian coming, people are like, we're going to have church, we're going to have church. I'm like, we're going to have church until the lights go out or trees are falling down. Because I know how important it is for you and me to be in the house. Oh, some of you need this seed so bad every day. Come on, we can't afford not to have that seed planted. So what we're going to do at Brave Church, we're going to go beyond just the shallow soil. Come on. That's what brave life is about. That's what dinner parties is about. That's what we're building here. We're building lives that go deep so that when storms come against your life, you're not just going, oh, where'd God go? Oh, I don't need church. Oh, I don't need Jesus. Oh, the Bible doesn't work. No, no, no. That we're building lives. God is building lives here at Brave Church that some of you are going through hell on earth. But I look at your life and your life is just standing planted and firm. And I know the storm is raging and the winds are blowing. But I love our church because I'm seeing more now than ever before people who are planted in maturity in the house of God. And they're saying, I'm not going to be convinced of anything else. I'm here for God. Come on, somebody needs to give God a shout of praise up in this place yeah 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 because what the enemy wants he wants us to be shallow and live our faith by our feelings come on not in this house look at your neighbor and say not here look at your other neighbor you've been ignoring all night and say not me oh there's a third person Jesus talks about you Ray third person he says is this this is the person who has been attacked with weapons of mass distraction. So like the seed goes out. Gobble, 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 gobble. 
feed me, pastor. Yeah, yeah, feed me. This is so good. This is so good. And then you leave. And all of a sudden, what happens is that that seed is snatched away from you because you got distracted by achievements at work. Success. Your calendar got too busy for God. So the fire's gone now. Could it even be that that you not getting that promotion is God answering your prayer? Could, Could it be you not being married yet? Is God answering your prayer? Could it be you not having kids yet? Is God answering your prayer? Because he knows our limits of distraction. That's why single people, it is so important as God drops the soil, the seed in the soil of your heart, that you understand that the enemy is going to bring a distraction. And she has a name and he has a name too. Come on, y'all even trying to be real at the six o'clock? Let's just go back to cute church. No, 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 no. Come on. Scripture says that this third person, Jesus is like, man, the soil was there. Man, they were going in the right direction. And all of a sudden, they got so busy with distractions. And now the seed is gone. But there is a fourth person. It's the others. And Jesus says, this person, their heart is ready to receive the word of God. This person understands that the seed is a tool. That the seed is a weapon. That, man, God, my heart is open. I'm ready to obey. I'm ready to listen to your word. I'm ready to go and grow to the next level. I'm tired of staying here at the same place. So, God, you can drop some seed right here. My heart is ready. Anybody here today, you want your heart to be open and ready for the increase from God, give God a shout of praise. Come on. Now watch this. Watch. That's why he says in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, above all else, guard your heart. For out of your heart are the issues of life. And out of your heart flows the wellspring of life. Do you know why God throws the seed of his word to your heart and not your mind? God is an intellectual God. I love talking with people and sometimes even debating people who are like just so intellectual. They're just like, oh, but yeah, talk to me about the theorems and what the earth is. And they get so intellectual. And God is big enough for the intellect because he created the intellect. But can I tell you the reason why he throws the seed in our heart and not our mind? Because he he understands that from our heart come everything else in our life. So so in other words, check this out. Once your heart goes bad, your life goes bad. Once your heart goes bad, your relationships go bad. Our job is to keep our heart soft, tender, pure, and pliable. Come on. Come on. Someone needs to write that down in your notes. My job is to keep my heart soft, tender, pure, and pliable. That is why it is so important that you do not let your heart get bitter. That you don't let your heart be filled with unforgiveness. That you don't put up walls. Because when you keep people out, you also keep God out. But when you make your heart tender and open and pliable, God can come in. But listen, what God says is this. Keep your heart open for the word of God. Is there anybody here tonight that you're so thankful 
that you can open up your heart to God and you don't have to be afraid or worried that he's going to hurt you. Um, the seed is a tool. Um, you ready for the second tool? Let me give you a second tool. Um, the second tool is, let me see where the tool is. There's so many tools in here. I just don't even know which one to use. Oh, I think I'm going to look at this one. Oh, yeah. This is a good one right here. You ready for the second tool? Write this down in your notes. Jesus tells us that the word is a light. Come on. Anybody sleeping? I'm going to wake you up right now. (laughs) Check out this verse. It says this, Psalm chapter 119, 105. Your word, come on, someone say, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Can I tell you, the devil wants you to stumble. The devil wants you to fall. He wants you to get in traps. He wants you to get in things that will destroy your life. But when you understand that the word of God is a light, come on somebody. Now all of a sudden, you don't have to walk around tiptoeing, wondering which direction you should go. But you can turn on the light and say, I thank God that I've got direction and I can walk with confidence you see when you have the light of God's word in your life you can wake up tomorrow morning and you don't have to say man I wonder if I should be in that relationship no 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 you just expose any traps around that relationship you don't have to wonder is this the job I should take no God has already shown you and spoken to you come on am I preaching this the right way you God shows you your way the problem is And the reason why we get frustrated at Christians is because we're trying to walk the Christian faith without the flashlight. So we fall into the same pitfalls and traps and snares as the world does. But when you turn on the Word of God, bam, you can look, and as you're walking through your day in Miami, all of a sudden you go, whoop, that's a trap that the enemy sent me. I'm not going there. I'm going to go this way. Oh, devil, you thought you were tricky. That's a snare. I ain't getting in that relationship. Oh, here we go. Nope, I'm not going to buy that car because I can't afford it. That was a financial trap. I'm going to go this way. When you have the word of God in your life, come on, he protects you. He guides you. He leads you. And you can take your life. Say, devil, you better back up because I've got the word of God. Gangsters. I'm treating this like it's a gun, y'all. You see me like going gangster side about devil, you better back up. Just got mad at the devil, y'all. You see, I love this scripture. It says this the path of the righteous. Look at this. It gets brighter and brighter. You ever been in a season in your life where you're like, God, what is going on? All you have to do when you feel like you don't know what's going on is open up the word of God. And when you come on, Pastor Dave, is it really that easy? I didn't say reading the Bible is easy. It's probably the hardest thing you'll do as a Christian. You're like, oh, I know that because the Bible is so boring. No, you're boring. There's nothing boring about this. But are you kidding me? There's murder in this. There's war in this. There's romance. Some of you weirdos, there's sex in there. Come on, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. 
The Bible is amazing. Somebody will preach louder with that than anything else. We know our next series. Come on. Like, but when you, you open the word of God, yes, it is that powerful. It's not that easy. It is that powerful that when you open the word of God, all of a sudden, God begins to speak through to his word. You know how powerful the word of God is? It's the only book where the author actually sits down with you while you're reading it to explain what you're reading. Let me give you the third tool. Third tool. Write this down in your notes. Let me find it. I've got so many drawers. That's how the Bible is, man. There's so many cool things in this. Oh, I've just found it. So good. Let me just tell y'all something, though. Someone did something racist today here at Brave Church. I'm going to tell you what it was, though. I brought bread from my house. It was white people bread. From Publix. And I put it in this drawer right here. And when I got up to preach at the 10 o'clock service, someone replaced my bread with this. Y'all, that's racist. I don't appreciate it one bit. It's like someone on the team was like, what? What? Pastor David don't know. Go down to the farm store. Get him some Cuban bread. Come on. Anybody love some Cuban bread in the house today? Come on. Heat it up and put some butter on it. Mataquilla. It's down in your notes. Write this down in your notes. Bread. The word of God is bread. You're like, Pastor David, what is bread doing in the toolbox? Don't worry about it. It's just there. It's in the toolbox. In fact, Jesus was tempted by the devil for 40 days. He was in the wilderness. He hadn't eaten. He hadn't drunk anything. And the enemy comes to him and tempts him because he thinks that Jesus is weak. Mm, This is going to be a revelation for somebody. And Jesus sees the devil. And the devil's tempting him, and the devil tempts him with bread because the devil knew that Jesus had been fasting food. Surely Jesus is hungry because he's been fasting for 40 days. And I love this verse. Jesus responds to Satan after he's been tempted with bread. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That is why also in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9, in the Lord's prayer, he says this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, the word of God is bread because it's sustenance to our soul. The word of God is fuel for your soul. You see, what Jesus knew that the devil didn't know, the devil was trying to tempt him with natural bread, but he didn't understand that the spiritual bread was enough to keep him strong both spiritually and physically i love it that jesus was in the wilderness and he's like haha devil you don't even know what you're talking about homie you don't even know about some things you're trying to tempt me in the natural but i've been feeding on the supernatural there's something inside of me that i've been feasting on that i've been growing on can i tell you no matter what you're facing no matter what temptation pastor i can't get over the temptation get in the word of god begin feeding your spirit begin feeding your soul come on anybody here today day that knows what i'm talking about it is fuel it is power the bread of the word of god have you ever been just like irritable and you didn't know why 
Everybody in this room is lying right now if you didn't agree. Ever been just like everything's good, but you're just kind of irritable? You're just kind of like just agitated and you didn't know why? Could, could it be that you're malnourished spiritually? I've seen sometimes when like I'm just irritable and, and I'm like, man, why am I so frustrated? I just want to like, I just want to like punch someone in the face. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Of course I would never do that. But I'm just being honest. Like, I'm just like, man, I just, I'm just, okay, I would never punch someone in the face. Let me retract that, delete that from podcasts. You ever just want to cut someone off in traffic? Just because? Okay. Um, and you're like, I don't know why I just feel like I'm just agitated. What's wrong? Nothing. Everything's great. I'm just agitated. You know what I have found? I've discovered that if I will open God's word, all of a sudden there is peace for my soul. There are times in our lives where we begin to hunger for something. Watch this. This is so powerful. And if you're not careful, you will feed on the wrong thing to try to feel, fill the void that is in your heart. So because you feel hunger, watch this, hunger, you think you need a relationship. And really what you need is a relationship with the word of God. You think you just need to go shopping and lose your mind with your new Macy's credit card. But really what you need to do, that is a hunger that Macy's cannot fill. Another human cannot fill. A new car cannot fill. What that is, you are spiritually malnourished. You need to feed on the word of God. That's why when Jesus was at his lowest, he said this, when I'm at my lowest, I'm going to fill myself up with manna today. The word of God is manna from heaven. Aren't you so thankful today that you can feast and feed and fuel on the word of God and it can fill every void in your heart. It can fill every void in your life. I'm here to tell you today, if all you have is you plus Jesus, you plus Jesus equals everything. He's all you need. He's all you ever want. All you need is more of the word of God. Mm. Let, let me just tell you one more. Hold, hold on just one more second. Y'all, y'all are good. Y'all been rushing me all night tonight. Y'all are good though. All right, here's the fourth one. Write this down. The word of God is a sword. Now, I ain't playing with this sword tonight, y'all. Like, this is a Conan sword. You know what I'm talking about? Um, the, the word of God is a sword. L- let me just tell you, th- this is where we get gangster in Jesus. Because remember when I talked in Ephesians chapter 6 about the full armor of God? You see, you have to understand that God's given you armor. It covers every part of your body. It covers your head. It covers your chest. It covers your waist. It covers your thighs. It covers your feet. But God has only given us one offensive weapon. Everything else is for the defense. Let me tell you what happens in many of our lives. In many of our lives, we have on the armor of God. And the devil is hitting you. Come on, anybody ever been attacked by the enemy? Come on, let me see your hand. You ever felt like your life was under attack? Every person in this room. And all of a sudden, if you're not careful, if you don't have the word of God, all you have are defensive weapons. And so the devil is just hitting you. And that's where you're like, boom, I didn't see that attack in my family. Boom, I didn't see that attack in my health. Boom, I didn't see that attack in my mind. Boom, I didn't see that attack in my finances. I don't know why I keep feeling the attack because I have on the armor. 
You didn't know that as Christians, we aren't just called to have armor to protect us from the blows of the enemy, but God gave us something so that we can fight back. You see, I'm not just interested in being in a fight and just taking the blows from the enemy. I remember I was in middle school and and my best friend was having some a heated exchange with another classmate and in the hallway and he's like all right come meet me out at the baseball field after school my friend's like i'll be there so they walked away and my best friend's like hey you gonna go with me to the fight i'm like yeah bro i'll be there so after school we go out to the fight and, and we're there there's a circle of everybody you know that was there like 20 30 people there's a circle i'm standing there i'm just waiting for my best friend all of a sudden the guy he's supposed to fight walks up to me and he's like hey where's blake i'm like i don't know and he's like you'll do and he starts just hitting me. I'll never forget his name. His name's John Luke. We're friends on Facebook now. We Gucci. But I mean, it's like. He starts like hitting me. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, you're Blake's friend. He's like, bro, bro. I've never seen arms move so fast. Like, yeah. I remember sitting there thinking, you know what? I am done with this joker hitting me. It's time to throw a punch. I looked up. And I waited for him just right between punches. And all of a sudden I went, bam. I hit him so hard. He went, you like that sound effect? I don't know where that came from. (laughs) I don't even know where that sound effect came from. I hit him in the face and he stood back and I just lunged at him with fury. I don't even know how to fight y'all. It was probably so, I'm so glad that nobody had camera phones back then because it would have been on YouTube, millions of hits. My point is this. There are some of you, you keep taking blows from the enemy. He keeps hitting you. He keeps hitting your family. He keeps hitting our church. He keeps hitting your kids. He keeps hitting your marriage. I've come here today to let you know you have a weapon. It is the word of God. It is time that you rise up to say, devil, get your hand off of my family. Get your hand off my kids. I'm going to fight back. Come on, anybody here ready to fight back for what belongs to you? You know, I just think that we're called to take back what the enemy stole from us. I think that the devil has taken too much from you. He's taken too much joy from you. He's taken too many years from you. I've come here at the 6 o'clock service to encourage somebody. Your God has given you his word and it's a sword. And it is sharper than any two-edged sword out there. It's a weapon. It's a tool for your life. That's why when the enemy comes against you and torments you, some of us, the reason why he keeps attacking you is because he knows you don't have the word of God in you. So he's like, I can attack them. I know they're not going to fight back. But when you have the word of God and you're just like, God, I'm going to study your word before I go to school. I'm going to study your word before I go to work. What happens is this. You're arming yourself up and the devil is looking at you and he knows you are a force to be reckoned with. He's not going to mess with you. And if he does, he's not going to mess with you very long because you can begin to quote the word of God that says, I'm an overcomer. I'm not the last. I'm the first. Devil, you're not going to hold my past against me. I'm not going to be filled with shame. I'm not going to be filled with guilt. I'm not going to look at my failure. I'm going to look at my God. Somebody needs to give God the greatest, the greatest shout of praise. Come on, we are not victims. We have the victory. Quick, quick, I'm out of time. 
oh man there's so many weapons right or tools write this down here's another tool the word of god is write this down number five number five is the word of god is medicine it's medicine it's medicine several weeks ago i was in a service i was a guest a guest pastor and i was preaching to all these people it was worship and during worship I had my hands lifted like we were a few minutes ago and tears were streaming down my face and I was just crying I was just worshiping and they had their program director she was there and she's like she's like pastor David you're up in a few minutes here's your microphone and I could hear her but I wasn't interested in what she was saying because my hands were lifted up high and as I was weeping I was crying I was like what is wrong with me I'm their guest they're gonna think I'm crazy I'm here I'm like a hot mess man what is going on and I realized what was happening is during worship because you know what worship is? It's just God's word put to songs. So when they're singing this, we cry holy, we cry worthy is the lamb. Did you know where that came from? The Bible says that right now the angels are in heaven. If you have family members who love Jesus and they're in heaven, right now they're having a praise party. They're in heaven and do you know what they're saying? They're looking at the face of God. I've got a grandmother who went to be with the Lord a couple years ago who is my hero. Right now, she's in heaven, and what she's saying is holy is the Lord. The angels who do spiritual warfare for you, they're up there right now declaring the wonders of our God. Worship is nothing other than than God's word being sung. And I'm sitting there, and my my hands are up. I can't keep my eyes dry. I'm like wiping the tears and sometimes I get bags under my eyes when I cry. So I start going like that and tapping them. I'm like, oh God, they're going to think I'm praising. And God just spoke to me and he said, David, I'm healing you as you worship me. You see, you know why worship is so good? Because as you lift up your hands and worship him, he heals your broken heart. Oh, he heals you of your past. He heals the wounds. And he turns them into scars. Pastor, he keeps the scars. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of your scars of your past. Because they tell of how God has healed you. They tell of what you've gone through. But you're still standing. Oh, don't be afraid of your past. Don't be ashamed of what God's brought you through. The things he brought you through is a testimony. That's why scripture says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of our testimony. Oh, our scars tell a story. God's word is medicine. Number six is this. It's the sixth tool in this toolbox. Man, there's so many tools in here. I wish I had time. There's water in here. There's fire in here. There's... Oh, it's everywhere. There's all kinds of things. Oh, where's it at? They've moved it around every service. They're playing with their pastor. Pastor, are you embarrassed? No, this is just my life. Come on. <laughs> God's word is an arrow. Oh, man. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. The Bible says this. Throw it up on the screen. Isaiah 55 verse 11 God's word will never return void but it will always accomplish the task that it was set out to accomplish you know what that means you can pray and you can use God's word to pray like for example Jeremiah 29 11 says this I know the plans you have for me they're plans for a hope and a future you can pray that and you can put that that word 
in a bow and arrow and you can launch that verse into your future and say, God, I know you've got great plans for me. I know you've got great plans for my business. I know you've got great plans for my children's future. I know you've got great plans for my destiny. And God, I'm going to launch this word of faith into my future. And it says this, that it will not return void. That word return implies that something was sent. I believe that God wants you and I to stop just praying here and now prayers but begin praying prayers over your future, over your future spouse, over your children, over your finances. Anybody ready to launch some prayers into your future? Yeah. Come on, stand to your feet all over this room if you would. You see, what you didn't even realize is before you came here tonight, at 5.30 this morning, it's about the time I wake up on Sunday, I begin to pray prayers over this you do so God I pray I said God you know who's going to be in this room I don't even know who's going to be here but you do so God I pray faith would rise I pray that people's bodies would be healed I pray God that you would restore relationships God I pray that you would just remove fear that you would crush depression God I pray for miracles and signs addictions would be broken you didn't know it but at 5 30 this morning I was launching an arrow of faith into this hour right here In Isaiah 55 11, this verse says this, Isaiah 55 11, the other one, that God's word will never return void, but watch this, it always accomplishes the task it was set out to accomplish. Let me tell you this, I'm already sending arrows over my children. I'm praying over Natalia's future husband already right now man of God anointed has a job over Britain's future wife woman of God seriously every single day God I pray over Britain's future wife if she's alive and breathing right now I'm praying for her and I don't even know her oh what am I doing I'm sending arrows pastor that sounds crazy yeah well you know what my parents prayed arrows of prayers for me when I was on South Beach losing my mind acting a fool I'm a preacher today because of their prayers that they launched they didn't look at what was here they looked at what was in the future they began to say oh he's acting the fool now but we're gonna launch some arrows into his future boom (laughs) <laughs> that's why and she's not in the room but that's why like, she's in middle school and these middle school boys are already starting to swarm her Pastor David why do you preach with all these props of weapons because I have a middle school daughter I want her to know and them to know that I've got friends with weapons <laughs> it was so funny I have some of the safety team that makes sure all of our environments are great. Your kids are safe back there. They walk around and they're amazing men and women. And this one young man was like wanting to talk to Natalia. So I had him go and stand with like eight of my guys. And they're like in camo and beards and everything. I'm like, oh, you want to talk to her? Okay, go talk to these guys. And then he's over there talking to them. I'm like, bro, he's funny. He sent me an Instagram message. Hey, Pastor David, can I talk to Natalia? I'm like, no. 
we just want to be friends liar <laughs> bro, bro who are you trying to school here homie <laughs> i used the friend card one time too no the answer is no how about some no next year no 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 you can't talk to her until she's 35 y'all think i'm serious i am serious i just wonder tonight what it is that you need god to do in your life i wonder what it is you're believing god for begin to launch some arrows into your future job come on begin to launch some arrows over your children that god would protect them and for come on some of you that aren't married begin to shoot some arrows over your future spouse come on some of you that are married shoot some arrows over your marriage over your grandchildren over your school over your career over your business over the dream he's put why don't you just go ahead right now where you are and speak out a prayer and faith god i'm launching some faith believing you to do a powerful work come on if you believe that today i want you to give god the greatest shout of praise right now come on thanks for joining us for today's message from brave church for more information or to get in touch with us visit us at bravemiami.com